Welcome back to the RMD podcast from Reverse Mortgage Daily, hosted by me, RMD editor Chris Clow. In this show, we speak with reverse mortgage business leaders, professionals, government officials, and thought leaders to provide listeners with the pulse of the reverse mortgage industry and all of the business and regulatory realities that affect it. In this episode, I'm joined by Eddie Herta, the recently appointed VP, Creative Director, and Brand Strategy at Loan Depot, to discuss his marketing career and what led him into the reverse mortgage business, including his prior work for American Advisors Group and the creation of ad campaigns featuring a famous spokesman. We also discuss how he developed his own perspectives on the reverse mortgage product, what he thinks industry professionals should most keep in mind when embarking on their own reverse mortgage marketing journey, and a whole lot more. Hope you enjoy it. Eddie, thank you so much for joining me today on the RMD podcast. Really appreciate you taking the time. Hey, thanks for having me. It's uh, awesome to be chatting with you again. It's been a while. It has. It has. But let's talk about that a little bit because, uh, you know, there might be a few people who aren't aware of your work. So if you wouldn't mind, like, what's your reverse mortgage origin story? Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how your professional pursuits have sort of put you into this industry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you and I met when I was uh, was a VP Creative Director of Brand Strategy at uh, American Advisors Group, also known as AAG. That's how you and I met, and we had uh, plenty of lovely and lively conversations about uh, reverse mortgage origination and whatnot. But um, yeah, I was I was over there for I want to say six years, maybe ish, and. Um, I'm, you know, pretty. I'm, um, I'm the guy responsible for the Tom Selleck commercials, <laughs> as it as it were. Um, so over the years, you know, that was kind of the he was the not only the face of American Advisors Group, but I do believe that Tom Selleck became the face of reverse mortgages. Um, you know, you went on Twitter at any given time, you would see folks like Sean Penn even talking about how he needed to get a reverse mortgage from Tom Selleck. Um, we were sometimes satired on. Um, uh, late late night with Seth Meyers, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, and I think even there was a there was a show called the Kaminsky Experiment. I, th- I think it was called with oh the Kaminsky uh, Method, yeah. Kaminsky Method with uh, Michael Douglas, and they parodied uh, one of the commercials. Like Tom sitting in a chair and really moody lighting, very similar to the lighting we have today. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so those commercials I think did a lot to. Um, bring greater awareness among uh, our various constituencies within the space, as well as bring more people into the into the fold. You know, there's the discussion about growing the pie, and I think to some extent, over the years, we were able to grow the pie uh, quite a bit. We we did see um, uh, a rise in average home value throughout our our time doing the Tom Selleck commercials, um, but. You know, the work wasn't limited to obviously Tom Selleck. There was direct mail. There was digital marketing. There was, you know, a, a plethora of marketing uh, initiatives that that were done during my time there. Sure. Yeah. Well, just out of curiosity, because I don't know if I've ever asked you this before, but how did you actually become associated with a? I assume that the AAG job was really your first time getting into this business specifically. So what what led you there? <laughs> well. It's it's it wasn't my first time marketing products to seniors that a number of financial pundits uh, did not like. 
my, uh, my first foray into the world of senior retirement products was uh, when I was working at an ad agency called Crispin Porter Bogusky. I was a creative director there working on the MetLife account on the annuities product. And that was prior to MetLife divesting their um, uh, annuities business and then eventually it became Bright House Financial and whatnot. So that was my first time getting into the, the, the senior demo and retirement products. Uh, my experience is mostly working at ad agencies throughout my, my, my career. I started actually as a copywriter, worked my way up to a creative director, got very heavily into brand strategy. Um, and my first client within the mortgage business was actually Mr. Cooper when they went through the rebrand with, uh, from, from Nation Star to Mr. Cooper. And I was the guy that named Mr. Cooper. Hey, look at that. I met Reza, uh, the former CEO and uh, the chief marketing officer at AAG over coffee because they were telling me about issues that they were having. At the time, I had broken off from working at ad agencies and I had started a consultancy. And they said, these are the issues the industry is facing. This is, these are things we're trying to do. We really want to grow the pie. We want to uh, bridge the gap that seniors are having within the retirement savings. And these are some ideas. What do you think? And I said, oh, yeah, these, are, these, are, these are some, you know, this is what I think about it. And then they invited me to come on as a consultant and help them. And then from there, my role grew into something that was a little bigger and enterprise-wide within the organization. And they just kind of kept me for, you know, a few years. And obviously, I, I, I left during the um, uh, Finance of America acquisition. Right. Yeah, sure. Well, you mentioned uh, the, the the parodies and the sort of inspirations that some other folks have taken from the work that you did. Uh, you know, there's that old adage that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. But uh, how, how do you take that stuff when, when it happens? I love it. Like, why, 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 why wouldn't you? I mean, we had Iron Sheik tweeting about AAG reverse mortgages. <laughs> and if you're, if you're a, a WWF fan prior to becoming WWE from the 80s, you, you know who Iron Sheik is. Oh, yeah. So when I see, you know... Uh, a character that I used to pretend that I, I was as I was bouncing around as a youngster, um, you know, parroting or making fun of or commenting about our, our product or, or our company. I think, you know, it's actually, it's actually to, to our benefit, you know, because everything they're saying is, is funny. You know, there are people, I feel, who attack the product, and those are people who are widely um, misinformed. I mean, even Seth Meyers had uh, a lot of fun with it. And, uh, and for that, I'm like, thanks for the, thanks for the free advertising, you know? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, just, Iron Sheik. It's, that's just like one step below Hogan. You almost could have had, uh, the Hulkster talking about reverse mortgages at some point, right? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, that's, that's funny. Yeah, exactly. I would, I really would have liked it if, uh, uh, like, you know, Randy, the macho man, savage, you know, uh, just got a reverse mortgage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess they, I'm, I'm sure that Slim Jim was probably treating him just fine, so he wasn't <laughs> looking for something like that. But in another time, you know, it, it's fun to think exactly. About. I, I just and I just gave I just gave advertisers a free uh, free go. concept right yeah. there. So yeah, run, run, run with it. <laughs> well, um, something that I'm I'm curious about because you know a lot of reverse mortgage industry professionals they work. Uh, I don't want to say alone, but maybe in isolation when it comes to marketing themselves or or reaching out to 
referral partners in their local community. And then there is, is someone like you who operates at a very high level uh, with the biggest lenders in the industry. Uh, what do you think our audience, RMD's audience of originators and brokers in particular, should most be aware of when it comes to your work marketing these products? I would, I would say don't be afraid to try things that are different and don't be afraid of technology. Uh, and, and by that, I mean the, the, all of the new avenues that are available for um, a, whether you're a, a, an individual um, originator or you know, you're a big business, um, all the tools of technology, all the digital tools are just as available to you as they are to, to the consumers. Right, and the pathway to really any product purchase, and I think specifically within the financial services industry, which um, require significant amounts of more research and the need to feel comfortable as a as a consumer or customer, as you're really, I wouldn't say making a bet, but you're 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 relying on these financial services institutions to help you have a greater financial peace of mind. I, Ideally, right? That's why we turn to them. So knowing that customers are not just looking at your direct mail piece and then calling you, but instead they might look at your direct mail piece, they might go to YouTube, then they might go to your Instagram page, then they might go to your Facebook page, then they might call you, and then they might take down some numbers, and then they might call a competitor, then they might go look at their YouTube page. So it's a circuitous um, effort by the customer before transactions are made today, you know, I would say. So really look at, look at the availability of options you have to market yourself first and foremost. And then when you are marketing yourself, think about what, what is it. I always, I, I always like to lead with this idea that it's not what you say, but it's what people hear, right? And look, there's a lot of things we want to say about the product, a lot of features um, that lead to some fantastic benefits. But Unless you are tailoring your message and your marketing in a way that is, is, is ideally affecting the customer in a way that they're hearing something new, something compelling, um, they're, they're not going to respond at, at the rate that you want them to. And I don't believe that it'll grow the pie to the need that the industry really requires today. I, I mentioned that I did a lot of commercials, a lot of direct mail, email campaign, you know, the whole marketing gambit. But what I also spent a significant amount of time was was doing uh, research. That's focus groups, um, understanding not only customers, but um, prospective customers, the adult children, uh, financial professionals, um, as well as, you know, heavy skeptics. And uh, I spent my entire time there. There was always a survey. There was always a research project uh, that I was heavily invested in. And the output from that would always influence the, the messaging. Um, there was one focus group that we did, and it was, it, was, it was phenomenal. I wanted a panel of people who were just so adamantly against the use of home equity uh, for helping them in retirement, specifically reverse mortgages, like negative, you know, on, on you know, net promoter score scale, like they're a one, right, uh, on would you recommend and after the focus group, all of them, the entire panel, basically said, this is something that sounds like I could use for my retirement. I'm going to go home and I'm going to check this out. Right? 
And, and it was, it was, it was um, company agnostic. Like, we didn't, we didn't talk about the company. I just wanted to know what people thought about the product. And then I want to know what they thought about different ways that we could potentially message it as well. But all, everyone in that panel said, I'm going home, and I'm going to take a look at it. So then my thought was, well, okay, we know that the biggest skeptics see the relevance it could have in their lives. So how do we take a, a one-and-a-half to two-hour conversation among their peers? How can we put that into smaller forms, whether it's a, a YouTube video or a two-minute commercial or a direct mail piece? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Well, that's, that's really interesting insight. Thank you for, for diving into that. It also kind of brings up... Um, you know, you mentioned some of the, uh, let's say, reputational impediments that uh, the reverse mortgage industry has had for for quite a while. Uh, it's not a not a new thing, um, but I'm I'm curious about how those inform the challenges of marketing reverse mortgages on your end, because I imagine that you have to deal with a lot of regulation and compliance. Uh, but there's also a big educational gap that everybody in the industry has talked about for a long time and a lack of wider understanding about the product and what it does. Uh, how does all that combine for the job typically in front of you and your team? It's a lot of, lot, 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 a lot in there. Uh, first, I'll touch on <laughs> regulatory compliance, and, which, is, sure. which is very simple, is just stay ethical. Right? Don't, don't be deceptive. Um, you know, the one, the one piece I wish we could change were, say, for example, the terms and conditions at the end of, like, a commercial, which is, like, a, a wall of text. But if you actually looked at the wall of text, about 60 to close to 70% of it is just NMLS numbers from, uh, that are required by state regulators, right, with, with long uh, URLs. And so I'm going, why, you know, hey, can... Are all these URLs and NMLS numbers, um, you know, required from, you know, but, but they are. So it's like, okay, well, we put it up and, and there it is. So I would say that that is probably like one of the unfortunate constraints is stuff like legalese that isn't really legalese. Because you, you watch a commercial, say, or you, or you, look, at an, you, know, you look at an ad and then, and then there's small font, eight-point font, emblazoned across the page or, or at the end of something you just watched. And, and, and as a customer, you're going, or consumer, you're going, wow, this is, that's a, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of legal stuff there, a lot of terms. So, you know, I wish there were some, you know, wriggle, wiggle room there, but it is what it is, so, so, so we move forward. But the most important thing is, look, don't be deceptive. Um, stuff I've seen in, in the past from other companies, I'm not going to name names on any companies, but... When they, when they send, like, the fake check, for example, in, in, is a direct mail piece. Like, does it work? Sure, it, it can be effective, but is it deceptive? Maybe. Um, you know, so I would stay away from trying to get the quick wins if the overall goal is to grow the pie to get more people talking about reverse mortgage uh, and changing the the negative perceptions. Uh, now, negative perceptions, I could say, come from a few different places. One, it's an easy punchline for custom, for um, comedians, right? So you can go onto YouTube and you can search for reverse mortgages, and you'll find uh, 
some comedians making fun of it or making parody videos because, well, it, laughs get views and that's what comedians need and, and it's a punchline. Okay. But who are they making fun of at the end of the day? Well, they're not making fun of the, the company. They're making fun of people who actually are struggling in retirement. They don't, I don't think they think that through. The other folks who you can find who are fairly pervasive on, on YouTube are um, people who are supposed to be knowledgeable about financial products. And I'm not, again, name names, but if you go in, you listen to their videos discussing the product, the product benefits, how it works, they're getting it wrong. And you're going, this video has 800,000, 900,000 views, and it's, it's misrepresenting the product features and the product benefits and how it's used. So um, I wish I wish the the CFPB uh, <laughs> would take a look at uh, take a look at YouTube every once in a while and uh, go, hey, you know, these guys are actually you know mis- misrepresenting the product and they're making money off their YouTube channel. So in te- te- technically, it's uh, I don't know what the lines are there, but it's um, you know that that should be something that I. I believe should be scrutinized to some extent. Um, uh, another area I believe there's a lot of work to be done is with the financial professional community. Not all financial professionals, say financial advisors or um, CPAs, really fully know how the product can integrate into one's holistic retirement plan. And what I've heard from both customers and financial professionals over the year is they view the home as one's seemingly largest asset until it comes time to access the, the financial gains from the asset. And at that point, it becomes, you know, it's a liability, right? So the home itself is not, in most cases that I've witnessed, this is, again, from my perspective, um, I've not seen the home equity piece being introduced into one's uh, overall financial plan for retirement. And if we look at, one of the biggest risks, risks that re- retirees have, which is, um, which is a sequence risk of returns when retiring. If you pull money out in a bad year, your first year, the, you know, the overall um, success of, of, your, of your finances in retirement will be um, less significant. You have a worse financial outcome than if you waited for a bull market to pull your funds. And then you start thinking like, well, okay, well, but I, but I need money. How can I get money anyway? I was like, well, you know, you, you have options and a reverse mortgage, you know, say for example, a reverse mortgage line of credit could be an option, right? I'm not saying it's an option for everybody, but it could be an option. Sure. Yeah, of course. Well, uh, you mentioned the uh, the pervasiveness of inaccurate information that is out there about reverse mortgages, uh, and the industry, you know, they've used uh, uh, high profile spokespeople. Um, they have used uh, different kinds of sort of marketing tactics to try and get more information in front of the right people. What have you found uh, is most effective in getting accurate information out there about the product? And uh, could that maybe provide some hints for individual LOs or brokers in terms of how they market themselves? Yeah, I would say simplify it. You know, first try to simplify it and make it less complex. Um, it, it's not a complex product when you kind of just look at it from all of its all of its 
at the attributes on its face, right? You have the ability to eliminate your monthly mortgage payments. And now, you know, for compliance sake, in order to do that, you have to maintain your, right, homeowners insurance, property taxes, and um, maintain the home, right? So, well, that sounds like it's just like an FHA loan, right? <laughs> Those are also the requirements. So, speaking about the, the features on it, uh, at their face face value is is important. Um, also, I believe talking about the benefits because a lot of times we we in the industry I think the features do kind of become the the thing we talk about, but we don't talk about necessarily what the long term benefits could be for um, for for a borrower. You know, I think for example, the reverse for purchase product is is a phenomenal product for for certain people. Like, well, who? I don't know. Maybe someone wants to move closer to their family and grandkids. I remember working with a customer named Jack, and that was his case. He lived in Ohio, and his family lived in um, Southern California. He always dreamed of living by the by the ocean. And you know, um, Jack was also a CPA. He was a financial guy. He ran the numbers, and he said, you know, this really makes sense for me. I can purchasing a home using a reverse mortgage. I'll be closer to my family. I'll be able to live close to the water, and I'll have a little cash left over to do some renovations that are needed. And the funny, the funny thing about the renovations with him is um, the individual who he purchased the home from was, uh, I believe, very short, uh, approximately five foot or so. So he had to have all the countertops raised right, for, him, for him. So that's how he you know, renovated the home. But that was that was how it worked for him. Right? Another customer I had a, great, a a fantastic time working with and chatting with was a, a, a gal named Joanne, and Joanne's husband was on uh, uh, hospice at home. Those are always like the tough ones to to hear and talk about, right? She needed they needed to move. The current home that they were in was not good for how her husband needed to be taken care of. She could have sold her home and moved into a neighborhood that she didn't really like, or she could use a reverse of purchase, which is what she did, and she moved into a, an amazing community with amazing care, and um, you know, she she literally said it changed my this changed my life, um, and the person who brought her the product was her son, who was a financial advisor, happened to know uh, a loan officer. And he said, "Mom, this, this, this pans, this pans out. The numbers, the numbers look good. Let's do it." My grandparents had a reverse mortgage. Right? They had a large family. They had nine children. Now, nine children going to after the passing of my grandparents um, find a way to split up a home that in an area that you know no one's going to move there. No one where, where the where the home was because everyone had their families that had all moved away from the area. So it's like, okay, well, then we sell the home, and then we're going to split up the home. Or the option is, um, hey, reverse mortgage. Now, the issue that that my grandparents faced was um, my grandfather was a blue-collar worker. He he was a welder, and he had a pension, because back in the day, you had pensions, right? And so he was... He, so his pension and his Social Security basically were uh, showed too much income for his Medicare to allow for 
in-home care for his wife, my grandma, who was struggling. So his options were, well, Medicare will pay for the hospital, but do I want my wife to pass in um, with beeping sounds and fluorescent lights, cold rooms, or do I want her in her home where she's lived for 50 years? Um, this was cho- getting a little choked up here about this one because I, I remember all that. Um, he was a very prideful man, and he didn't he didn't want help from his kids. So um, for him, the reverse mortgage it worked, and he was able to give uh, his wife um, the the end of life experience that uh, you know, she wanted. A little choked up. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I mean, I appreciate you sharing that story, and I understand the the significance of that. It must have been, uh, it must have been an important moment, especially especially understanding the potential impacts that something like this could have in. Yeah. So, I mean, those are so those are three different instances, right? Three different use cases on how different folks use the product, and now think about all the different ways that people retire. You know, the way that I've always viewed reverse mortgage, just like any financial product, is it's a tool to achieve an outcome. And so I think first, and, and, and I, would, I would also suggest this to anyone marketing the product, is really think about your customer experience because people are not coming in to get a traditional loan. They're coming in because they need something. Typically, that may be home renovations. They may need to extend the longevity of their cash flow. As we know, people are living longer, right, than they were 10, 15 years ago. Um, They may need a hedge against volatile markets, which we saw in 2020, when in a single day, the market dipped 30%. A bunch of people pulled cash out. That's cash that a lot of cash was not recovered, right, because they pulled out out of of fear. Oh, my gosh, is the market going to dip more? Is it ever going to rebound? so yeah, so first it's what kind of outcome do I want in retirement? What does a healthy, positive outcome look like for me? These are the tools available to me. Which tool makes the most sense? And for a lot of people who are entering retirement or in retirement, the reverse mortgage product is a fantastic product. I mean, there was a stat that I had read years ago, that was something like 60% of people are going to have to significantly change their lifestyles in retirement because they're not properly financially prepared. But you have all this equity. I think senior home equity is above $12 trillion now, I think it, it is. The Heckam product, now um, I think the home home values are up to uh, over a million dollars. Right. So, that's, so now with the Heckam product, you don't need to re- rely on a, on a jumbo product. I don't want to get into specifics here. But, you know... Um, you, you have more options, I think, to look at. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Well, um, curious if there's any particular instance that comes to mind about something that either you tried or that you had seen done elsewhere that you thought would work, but maybe didn't end up working out quite as well as you wanted. Um, yeah, you know, there was there was a, a, a series of commercials that really just didn't didn't sit well with folks and not sit well in terms of they were talking about it online. It's just, they just didn't have the response that we wanted. Um, and 
well, it's okay. We switch gears and we learn. You know, I think in, in the work that I've done, everything I've done has been A-B tested. And I've always continue, continually worked to optimize what we're doing. I always go to the customers or consumers and ask them what they, you know, for, for feedback. Um, you know, so that, that didn't, uh, yeah, some, some commercials didn't work. Some direct mail pieces didn't work. Some email campaigns didn't work. Um, and that's always going to happen, right? You're always going to have an idea, and you think, you know, this is this is the one, this is this is this is the winner, and you put it out, and it just doesn't have the return you want, you know. And so you go, well, okay, well, I was wrong, you know. Let me go listen to my customers again. Let me go talk to some people. Let me put some new language in front of them. But yeah, I, I think A/B testing is is critical in in this kind of work as well because we also have a responsibility to the organizations to generate leads, right? Generate, generate quality leads and so that we can help more people um, with the products that we're, that we're offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Well, you mentioned um, direct mail and that's something that I'm uh, curious about at the moment. You know, I talked with uh, Alec Hansen uh, a month ago on this topic and uh, he certainly felt like that, that it had an important role to continue to play in, in the reverse conversation specifically. Uh, how important do you see direct mail advertising uh, for reverse mortgages? Do you still see it as a critical tool or has some of its importance maybe diminished because of the, the rise of, of newer media and maybe the transition of some seniors to social media uh, networks? How does direct mail kind of interact with things from your perspective? Yeah, I think the direct mail is well, is and will always be um, a critical piece in, in anyone's, uh, you know, marketing quiver, right? Um, I, I, I do believe folks need to be conscious about what they're sending out and how frequently they're sending out, right? If I'm sending out mail, let's say, for example, to someone over the age of, right, 60 in um, October, November, well, guess, guess what they're also getting, a lot of Medicare stuff, right? So now you're just getting lost in the fold. So I, I do believe it is critical and relevant. Do I think it's as critical and relevant as it was 15 years ago? Not at all. Uh, again, the, the purchase experience has been is, is turned on, on its head. Um, if we look at COVID just as an example, I would say it was kind of forced migration or evolution toward digital platforms for seniors, right? Oftentimes... Marketers think, oh, well, they're seniors. They're not on technology. Like, well, you know, how did grandma and grandpa talk to grandkids well, with a, on FaceTime with an iPhone, right? So um, I do believe that the digital platforms will play a more significant role uh, in the future, and I do believe that they will dwarf direct mail, um, you know, in maybe not near term, but, you know, they will... Um, over time, it won't be direct mail won't be as I believe effective or necessary. Right? I think during COVID too, I think one of the largest gen, uh, generations to to join TikTok were seniors, right? dancing grannies, right? Yeah, dancing nurses and dancing grannies. Um, so, right? So it's the strategy comes first, right? What is it you're trying to accomplish? And the channels and the mediums are just that, 
and use them to what their purpose is. Um, but I, I do believe that uh, yeah, direct mail will, is, is, is here to stay and it's and still critical. Sure, yeah, of course. Well, we're kind of uh, running up against the, the clock here. I guess the last question that I have for you is, you know, you recently joined Loan Depot as VP Creative Director and Brand Strategy. Are you going to be, are you, are you going to continue to be involved in reverse mortgage marketing at your new company? Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a product that the company offers. And so we'll find new ways to, uh, you know, hopefully get it into the, into the, uh, in the hands of the, of the right folks, you know, who, who need it. Um, we're just getting started here, so there's a lot to, a lot to do in that area. But, um, yeah, of course, it's, again, it's, it's a tool. It's a tool that Loan Depot offers, and it is a tool that is designed for a specific outcome, right? Um, and so we'll, we'll, we'll see how that plays into the mix as, uh, as we move forward. Eddie, thank you so much for taking the time to join me on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. And you, you, almost really, you almost got me to cry on camera, too. So. Uh, <laughs> didn't mean to. Didn't mean to. But th- thank you for sharing that story. I, I appreciate it. And I think it does add a lot of uh, uh, good context to especially how you see things. And I, I know our audience will appreciate it, too. So thank you for taking the time. Much obliged. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks for listening to this episode of the RMD Podcast. Again, I want to extend a special thanks to Eddie Herta for being so generous with his time and offering a very well-rounded look at the past, present, and potential future of reverse mortgage marketing. For more news and insights on the reverse mortgage industry, be sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at reversemortgagedaily.com. If you haven't already, subscribe to the RMD Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast content. I'm Chris Clow, and this has been a production of HW Media. The RMD podcast is produced by Elissa Branch. Be sure to come back for an all-new episode very soon. See you next time.